This is the Simply Love Jesus podcast, where we explore life and faith through one question. What does it mean to simply love Jesus? My name is Aaron Collier, and I am the co-host, joined by our host, Caleb Davis. What's up, Caleb? Hey, if you guys like what you hear, you hear something that you enjoy, something just touches you or just teaches you about what it means to love Jesus, uh, we would just be so honored if you would subscribe to our podcast, like this episode, and share it with your friends. You can follow the our podcast and our ministry by searching SLJ Ministry on Instagram or Twitter, or you can follow Aaron and I personally through our Instagram and Twitter. Mine is at Caleb S. Davis. And you can follow me on social through Twitter and Instagram at CallYourAaron, and I hope you'll follow me along. Well, uh, this is our first official episode in launching this Simply Love Jesus podcast, and man, I'm just so excited about it. But uh, before we get into that, uh, i just like to take these first couple minutes uh, to answer whether any of the listeners have any questions. Uh, we can answer that. Uh, but honestly, this is also just a time for me and Aaron just to get together and talk because uh, we don't really get to see each other on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, you live, all, you live all the way in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I live, I moved to Iowa uh, last year. And I was originally from Atlanta, Georgia, which is where you're from, Aaron. And uh, that is that is correct. Yeah, but it's like I moved. It's like I moved here, and you decided, hey, he moved there, so I'm gonna move away now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been crazy. But Aaron, um, dude, you just got back from Israel, so like. I did, Tell me as all they about say that. in Israel, Israel Shalom, um, which means peace be with you. Man, Israel is the most amazing place. If you've never been to Israel, I'd highly encourage you to go. Um, we got to see things like the Sea of Galilee, which is where many miracles um, were performed. You know, the walking on water, mm. the multiplication of the bread and fish, um, to even um, when the disciples were told to cast their nets to the other side, which was just crazy because I'm a children's pastor. And so many of the stories that I teach all revolve around one thing, which is obviously Jesus in the Sea of Galilee, which is so cool. We saw the tomb and it was empty indeed, which is so cool. Um, we saw Mount Golgotha, um, which is so many things. Israel was absolutely amazing. Um, it really does come to life. Um, they actually were they're going through a drought, but it was a really wet, a really wet winter, which looked really, really good for them. But Caleb, for you as a student pastor, it would be really cool for you to go see. I know for me as a oh, children's yeah. pastor, it was absolutely incredible. I got to go with my senior pastor, um, Dr. Ike Reichard, which was absolutely amazing. And he is one of the most intelligent, most uh, brilliant men I've ever met in my life. Dude, I... Well, first, I was so jealous because I saw your pictures. But then, like, the biggest thought that entered my mind was, what is it like riding a camel? <laughs> um, my camel's name was Charlie. Oh, that's awesome. And he was amazing. He looked like he was foaming at the mouth, which was really funny. Um, the other camel, I don't know their name, but every time I get close to that camel to take pictures for people, they would start hissing at me. Um, so I was kind of scared, but I would tell you that riding a camel, getting up, once they go up, it's very difficult. But everything else about a camel is pretty cool. Like they're a pretty cool animal. Was it like? Because I know when like when you like ride horses and stuff like that, um, like it sometimes can be like bumpy and annoying and stuff like that. Did you ever? Was that like the same as a camel, or is it like? I don't even know. So riding a camel is more along the lines of like you're swaying back and forth. Like it, it really feels like you're just swaying in the wind. Mm. Um, but 
I mean, those camels are a lot cleaner in the morning, so we were going to go in the afternoon, but they changed it, and we're like, hey, we need to go in the morning, because otherwise, it, there are going to be flies all over the camels, so we chose to go in the morning. Mm, that's awesome. So, like, um, when you went on the Sea of Galilee, was there anyone who, like, decided to be brave and, like, I'm going to try and walk on water? <laughs> no, there was nobody, there was nobody that did that. We were on this giant boat. We thought we were going to be on a wooden boat. We were on this metal boat, and it was still really cool, but... Uh, when we were on the boat, um, it was just a really powerful moment. It's one of those moments where if you want to do something crazy like that, you, like, think again because you are just honestly, like, humbled and in awe of the presence of the Lord because as you look from the Sea of Galilee, you're seeing so many different things that are going on. You see the hill that the 5,000 men plus women and children gathered mm-hmm. on when Jesus multiplied the bread and fishes. And then after we went to the Sea of Galilee, we actually went to the rock that it is supposed that he actually multiplied the bread and the fishes, which it alone is just incredibly cool. That's awesome. That is so cool. Um, well, anyways, to our viewers, like, man, we're just so excited. Or listeners. I don't know why I say viewers because you're not. Anyways, uh, <laughs> to our listeners, um, Man, I just I look forward to those who just want to engage with this episode and this podcast because we have such an interesting concept to bring to you guys and, and gals. I don't know. I just naturally say guys. I don't know why. I think it's just I, I call everyone guy. Like everyone's dude. Is that the same for you? All of the above. All of the above is what you're trying. Yeah, to Yeah. Well, for me, like, does that ever happen to you? For like, for me, it's always dude. Like everyone I talk to, hey dude, yeah. what's up, dude? Yeah. Um, hey, what, uh, enough about Israel. Uh, you've had a lot of snow this winter. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm so done with winter. I'm half Puerto Rican and I was born in Florida. I'm not bred for winter and I definitely didn't move to Iowa for the weather. I did it for Jesus so that teenagers can know Jesus, but I definitely despise winter even more now than I ever have before. It is so winter is your favorite season oh is gosh. what I'm hearing. Like it's just brutal. Like <laughs> you can't do anything. Like, oh, it's just I'll go on such a tangent on it. It's just it's winter is just ridiculous here. It snowed the amount of times where we had to cancel service three times and canceling once is already like giving me a heart attack. So we had to cancel three service like three times because of this winter. But finally, we are on the tail end of it. It's about to get warm. I gotta hit the tanning bed because summer is right around the corner, and I'm gonna hit the summer pool. is here. Oh, I'm gonna be singing. <laughs> I've been singing Olaf's song all winter I, long. I literally, I literally was just thinking <laughs> Olaf's song. So. Just walking around, and the I always walk into the office like every day, and I'm like, I wonder what it'll be like in summer, and just like, oh, <laughs> oh I'm so ready for summer. <laughs> It's close. It's, We're close. We have winter longer than we... Like, this is what I miss about Georgia, is that it's warmer longer than it is colder. Here, it's colder mm. longer than it is warm. So, it's just... It's never fun. But, anyways... <laughs> um, we're gonna take just a quick brain break um, for a moment. And then, when we come back, we're gonna dive straight into our content. We are talking... We have this title for our... We have a two-part episode that we're going to be discussing called the bestest command and how uh, crucial it is to understanding this idea of the bestest command teaches us such a valuable piece to what it means to simply love Jesus um, because it truly is the the passage that encapsulates the whole thing. So uh, we're going to take a quick brain break and then we'll be right back. 
so stay tuned. All right, what's up, everybody? That was a very cool brain break. We hope that gave you a second to breathe. It gave us a second to just think and get ready to talk about the amazing topic we're going to talk about, which is kind of confusing to me, Caleb, because you called it the bestest command, but it's actually in the Bible called the greatest command. So can you explain to us a little bit why we're calling it the bestest command? Yeah. Uh, so the idea that I had with the bestest command, it, it, it brought me back to a child. Uh, it makes me think of a kid. It makes me think uh, back when I was younger and I did not understand what the English language was. And so when I would always walk around and say that, uh, like, someone says, no, this is the best. I'm like, no, this is the bestest. This is the bestest. This is, this is the, the, and I didn't have the idea, the word, the greatest. It was always the bestest. And when I thought of this idea of, hey, we're going to spend two whole episodes talking about the greatest commandment, I was like, it, we'll have to we're gonna unfold it really quickly but it just brought me back to this idea of man what god really wants for us in our life is to have such childlike faith that's what jesus talks about you know to have the faith of a child to have the innocence and the curiosity and the the desire of a child Um, a child is never done playing a child is never done thinking and asking questions and all this stuff they are truly pure and innocent in the eyes of God. And so because of that, I was like, why the greatest command? Let's keep it in the childlike mind mindset, which is the bestest command. <laughs> which I, I think is great. So I get to work with children every day. So um, childlike faith is such a special thing, especially with me being a new dad and me learning as a dad that childlike faith is something that I saw the moment that my child was born and they trust me to hold them and they trust me to nurture and care for them and they trust my wife to do these things and so I honestly love this topic because this is a command from the Lord and I think it's such a great way for us to live our lives and so as we dive into it we ask that you guys just let the Lord speak to you and that if you have a Bible with you, awesome. If you don't, we would encourage you to check out the YouVersion app. It's absolutely amazing. Um, There's great reading plans on there that you can follow as well. Um, But Caleb, why don't you get us started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, where this comes from and why I think this is so crucial and being the first episode that we open up the Simply Love Jesus podcast with is you're going to learn more about what this lifestyle actually means and it's going to come out organically um, as we just unfold this because it's something that's that's radically uh, brought clarity to my faith and brought clarity to what I think it means to be a Christian and to love Jesus and all of that. And I believe the one passage of scripture is actually something that Jesus quoted. And I want to bring us back to the passage and dialogue on that a minute. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to Mark chapter 12 mark chapter 12 Um, and caleb i'm i like to read from the esc but where are we reading from today 
you know, yeah. Actually, it was so funny. My youth pastor used to say this all the time when people ask him, "What's the greatest translation?" And he said, "The one that you read." <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I personally love the New Living Translation. Um, that's personally my favorite. That's usually the one I go to. Um, okay. And because you know, there's two camps. There's there's two there's two schools of thought when it comes to Bible translations. There's word for word and thought for thought. And so none of them are either good, better than the other to a degree, um, in some sense. One of them is, is, you know, one of them is capturing like what the actual most modern equivalent words that those, the writers, the biblical authors used. Uh, and I personally like the NLT because it is more thought for thought, which the reason I like thought for thought translation is because it's kind of like the age old argument when... You know, you have the people are couples when they get in a fight. And the number one thing that people say is that it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And I think how you say something changes what you're trying to say. Like, it changes what you mean. And so that's why I like the New Living Translation. Because it's it's less on the, here's what they said, and it's more, here's how they said it. And I think it really, the New Living Translation is a good middle ground to capturing the good, all the words, but also helping capture the meaning um, absolutely absolutely and, yeah and so even one way it's totally random but like one way that i actually compare a translation whenever i'm looking through a bible the first verse i actually go to is ephesians two ten, is because uh here's an example of what that looks like most translations the word for word is we are god's workmanship and i think that is a good accurate word for what they wrote but what i like is like the new living translation for example translate that and says that we are god's masterpiece and I yeah. love how it, it depicts God as, on one hand, he's a carpenter because of Jesus, but on the other hand, God is this great author, poetic masterpiece, and we are, are a piece of art, of beautiful work. And man, and and I think even more, I think even more than that, Caleb. I think when we talk about masterpiece, it's not just a piece of art. Like artwork is different than a masterpiece. A masterpiece is something that someone took time to create, that took so much effort. And um, there was probably blood, sweat, and tears involved in it. And a masterpiece is just such a beautiful thing. And so, um, like Caleb just said, we're going to be diving into Mark 12. Um, Caleb, can you give us the verses again in case we got lost for a second? No, yeah, sorry. I didn't even give you the verses. It's it's Mark chapter 12, starting in verse 28, going to verse 34. Uh, So let me go ahead and read this for us, and then we'll dive right in. Um, and it starts, Jesus actually had just finished this mic drop of a theological debate um, with some people. And so picking up in verse 28, it says, One of the teachers of the religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, of every commandment you could possibly give, which is the most important? This guy's asking, like, hey, the Torah, the law, the Bible, give me the Cliff Notes version. So Jesus replied, verse 29, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of the religious law replied, well said, well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. 
And I know it is important to love him with all of my heart and all my understanding and all of my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than, than to offer all the burnt sacrifices and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So good. Mm. So good. Yeah. Uh, and what I love about this passage, what I love about this passage, is, well, one of the misconceptions about this passage is I hear it all the time, you know, when people when people say, like, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And they're like, oh, well, Jesus told us the greatest commandment. And it's, there's kind of this fundamental assumption, like, Jesus didn't pull something out of his, like, his backside when he, he didn't pull this out of thin air. He didn't just make this up. Jesus was actually quoting something. He was actually quoting something when he said this. He's quoting a command. And for it's for us to understand what this command is and how to properly follow this command, it's so important that we try to learn this command from the perspective of a Jew, from those who would have heard it. Um, instead, because there's so much more to this command than what it just appears on the surface. It's so much deeper than that. Um, because love, even these days, is such a people have a, such a subjective opinion to what love looks like and what it means to love others. And if we want to understand what does God mean by loving him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I think it's important to look at this from the perspective of a Jew. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about this first command, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the next episode, we'll talk about love your neighbor as yourself. So this first command actually comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And it's so beautiful. It's called the Shema of Israel. And this goes all the way back to Moses. So there's this guy named Moses. And Moses does this crazy thing where God calls him to liberate the Hebrews from Egypt. These oppressors. Bad guys. All right. And so he liberates them, and then God gives them all these commands and stuff like that. And the Shema, Shema is a Hebrew word for the first words of this, to hear, to listen, to um, hear these words. And so um, the, first, the Shema is this ancient Judy, Jewish prayer. And it's, oh, I love this because there's practices that I wish we would still continue today. Because as Jesus' followers, they would have done this as well. But for Jews back in that day, they would pray this prayer every single day. Every day they would pray this prayer. And it takes us all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4 and goes to verse 9. And this is what that ancient prayer is. It says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. That's and, what and we, some, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to get interrupted. And in some translations, it talks about love the Lord your God with all your your might, 
soul, strength. Um, in the ESV, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, which I think is really amazing because it's talking about when you're awake and when you're asleep and when you're mm. with others like you should always be doing this command yeah absolutely it's just gosh what i love about this is when you when you understand this first commandment in the context of verses four through nine this it paints such a bigger picture for what it means to love god with all your heart so he's literally saying like Repeat them again and again and again and again. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them on your hands. Wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on your doorposts of your house and your gates. Like, what is God trying to tell us to do? He's saying, what are you repeating? Love God. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. What is he saying? He wants us to make God the object of our obsession. God has to be the one that we need, the one that we crave, the one that we are just our our truest heart's desire. Which, which at times that can be really hard for a lot of us because we let other things in life separate us from this greatest command, and we oftentimes look at the rest of the Bible and we say, well, like if I, if I follow all of these things and I like skip this, that's going to be okay. But when Jesus truly tells us like, Hey, like I'm going to love you and I'm going to love others and I'm going to do anything for you. And in the same way, Jesus is only asking us to love him, to love people, um, to live lives that are worthy of the call, which cannot be always very easy Caleb I like it's yeah. not as easy as it sounds to just be like oh love people okay cool like it's not always a, a easy to love people somebody was talking to me at the ops today and they were like I was driving today and somebody was laying their horn on me and um I slammed on my brakes and they were like in that moment I had to repent to Jesus and say uh help Jesus like I'm so sorry um they were like, I needed to love that person well and not get mad at that person because that person was just running late and I could have helped affect their day in a positive way instead of a negative way, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's everything you just said is so, is so true. It's, it's, in the world that we live today, it's, it's so hard to figure out what does this mean to actually love God in this way? Um in its own way, it's it's even more difficult, especially to love others. And we're going to talk about this more later in our next episode, but how we love others first has to come from a place of loving God with everything that we have. And this is so important to understanding what it means to simply love Jesus. Um, but what, like, how, when you see, like, this verse, Aaron, like, what, how does, in your understanding of what it means to simply love Jesus, how does this speak into that? and teach you what it means to, to simply love him. So sometimes I have to remove the simply portion because there's nothing simple about love. Um, if we look at love in the greatest context, love is Jesus dying on the cross for us. There was not anything simple about that moment. That moment was harsh. That moment wasn't deserved. I don't deserve the grace and redemption and sacrifice that was given for me. So, but simply is such an important phrase 
though at times it's not as easy as it sounds, simply means, I think it means, hey, pay attention. Because if you hear these next two words, it's going to be simple. Simply love. Love being everything inside of you. It's worth the sacrifice loving Jesus. And I think that um, this book that we are clinging to right now as we talk, literally, my Bible is right next to me. And I know yours is too, Caleb, and I hope our listeners as well. Um, it's the greatest love story of all. And it, and Jesus is the greatest storyteller of all. And so what does it mean to simply love Jesus? Well, it means to chase him. It means to pursue him. It means to follow him and to fight for him. And those are not easy things. Those are actually very hard things that we have to figure out together. Um, but I think that through this journey of the Simply Love Jesus podcast and through the movement that um, Caleb and his ministry have created, I think that there's a great opportunity for us to better understand what does it mean to simply love Jesus and how do we look in the context of simply love Jesus? Is it easy? Is it hard? What does it look like? What does it take? All of those different things. Um, but that is, that is my view on it. Yeah, no, I, and it's, it's fun because what I, what I appreciate like about this podcast is, um, as much as I'm trying to teach others what it means to simply love Jesus, like this is also, this is a cool journey for me and Aaron because in this process, like, you know, for me, I'm trying to teach the world what it means to simply love Jesus. And for Aaron, this is like, he understands it fairly well because I've talked to him a lot about it, but this is also an opportunity where he's still learning what that means. So it's, this is a cool opportunity for us to like dialogue back and forth and dissect this a little bit because I, you, you said something and I would almost push back on it a little bit because you said like, I would take the simply out of simply love Jesus in the sense that it was not a simple thing for God. And I almost would want to disagree with that because if you think about it, like God is love. Was it hard for Jesus to give his life for us. Yes, he was literally sweating blood. But I don't think that it was complicated. I I think it was simple for Jesus. Why? Because love is God is love. Like John in verse John, you know, in first John chapter 4 it says God is love. Why did he even do any of this? Because he loves us. It is the and I think that's why it was hard for Jesus, but it was simple. It was a simple, this was the only way. Like, this was the only way. And it's a simple decision. Like, this is, it has to happen. Loving us is, is, is simple for God. Is it hard? Maybe, but it's in his nature. He, he loves us. He, he created us. He wants to share so much with us. And I believe that there's a, there's a distinction between what is, it's a simple decision for me to choose to take a shower every day you know like is it hard yes because i am tired and i just want to sleep back in my bed and just dream away is it a simple decision yes because i have to do it (laughs) yeah i I have to do it like it's 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 a simple decision because i don't like walking out of my house gross (laughs) and uh but is it a hard decision yes it is at the same time and there's i love this is what i love about simply love jesus there's a beautiful complexity in it because and here's why I think what makes it hard for us. We want to say that loving Jesus is complicated, but it's actually not. Loving Jesus is very simple. The only hard the only thing that makes it hard and complicated is that there's this thing called selfishness in our life that gets in the way of that. And sure. this whole I, I journey think... is us moving 
through that and recognizing that our selfishness is what makes things complicated and what makes things um, difficult. And because of that, it's us pushing through that and and being so fully reliant on the spirit and the power of God that in reality, like loving Jesus is simple. It it's it's hard and it requires a lot of us, but it can be simple. And it's us sure. trying to get and, to that. And I think Caleb, I think this is a really great conversation uh, that we're having. I think that in that, that simple and hard both have to be in the in the context when we're talking about it. Oh yeah, because absolutely. Simply loving Jesus, when you understand that that it's there is a hard portion to in in that, um, then one hundred percent. And like Caleb said, I think simply love Jesus is an amazing thing, and I think that there's so much understanding to it. Um, and I think that it's simple to take a shower, like he said, um, but it's hard to get out of bed and it's hard to, uh, not run late for work if you wake up late. Um, and I think that this journey is going to be such a fun journey and we hope that as you follow along and as you, uh, choose to, uh, learn that you will ask the tough questions and that you won't be afraid to have hard conversations with those that you love. Caleb and I are really dear friends and it's okay for us to not agree on everything but at the end of the day we what we know to be true is we know that the gospel is the greatest commandment of all it is the greatest bible that there is and and most importantly is the greatest book it's the greatest true story historic element that we have and we're gonna agree on the entire bible together oh absolutely um and so Let's see how long are we going? Yeah, here, we're almost out. On, we're almost out on time here. Um, but um, to kind of recap, you know, final final thoughts. What is it? What does it look like to apply this idea of this Shema, this loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? How does one do that practically in their life? Okay, so mind strength, soul, all of these different things, all these keywords that we're hearing in these passages. Um, when we are making decisions with our mind, sometimes we know what the simple decision is. We know what the right decision is, but we don't make the right decision because we want to do something that seems simpler, but in long run, it's actually harder on us and it actually affects us. And so what I think Caleb is trying to get at, and I think what we're trying to get the point across is what it means to simply love Jesus in this moment is to mean that when the hard things head our way, when the hard things affect us and the hard things, we let them bring us down. We have to remember that at the end of the day, if we can truly understand what it means to simply love Jesus, then our decisions that we make and the way that we live our lives are going to be so much simpler because at the end of the day, we're choosing to love Jesus, and that is what truly matters. I hope that answers you, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does a little bit. Um, and I know for I like in the context of trying to teach others what it means to simply love Jesus. When I when I look at this, um, honestly, like the first thing that comes to mind is like a relationship. Like when when I meet someone and I and I think you know they're amazing. The first time I lay eyes on them, I'm like, oh my god, they're just like they're just so amazing. I just like want to spend time with them. At least me, anyways. I may just be weird, but like for me, anyways, I want to spend all of my time with them. I want to know who they are. I want to know what they like. I want to know what they love. I just want to text them till three a.m. and fall asleep and then wake up and text them again and like call them and go on dates with them and just and I just that's what I just picture with this whole idea of loving God with just everything that I have. And I just wonder what it would look like if we just applied that to our relationship with Jesus. So practically, what does that look like? 
man, what it, it's 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 letting God's love for you influence your love for Him, so that you would have a desire to just know who He is as a person, and let that desire just fuel you to get into your your Bible and just start looking at the Bible at that way. It's like how who is this who is this amazing person who wants to engage with me and and teach me what it means to change the world and bring. And you, you said it so yeah. You said it so well in that moment, Caleb. You said, "I when I fall in love with somebody, when I'm attracted to somebody, or I really like somebody, I want to t- text them till 3 a.m. Well, how do we have the same mindset about God? And mm-hmm. how do we fall in love with the Word? And how do we make it our 3 a.m. time? Um, because there's every day I want to hang out with my friends, and I want to hang out with my wife and daughter and dog and but is it every day I want to open and I want to read what Deuteronomy has to say and write down and journal about it and fall even deeper in love with Jesus? And so those are such good questions. And I think there's deeper questions that that leads into um, that we'll dive into in further podcasts, you know, about what does the Lord talk about when you simply love Jesus? There's different types of discipleship and accountability and all kinds of different things that come into play. And um, so I think those are great topics that will come up, but man, I think you said it so well when you talked about like, <laughs> you know, those 3am people <laughs> that you want to talk to, well, that, that 3am person uh, is sitting right next to you and it's in a book that you may need to dust off a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I would say let we'll cut it off for there. Well, cause we, I could talk about this for a million years and my heart is just to teach everyone what it truly means to simply love Jesus. And I will, I get, I look forward to just exposing how God taught that to me and how he put the mission on my heart to teach that to others. Um, but, uh, next week we'll pick up and talk about how does this whole loving people transition to loving God? Like how does, what is that? What, what, what happens in our makeup? in our bodies and in our spirits that somehow loving God leads to just now being nice to other people. I don't don't see how that works, but that's what we're exactly what we're talking about in our next episode. So we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Um, Make sure you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SLJ Ministries, um, or you can follow me and Aaron personally. My my Instagram and Twitter is is Caleb S. Davis, and Aaron's is at Collier Aaron. So we will see you guys next time, and man, just having a great incredible evening and just tell us how we can pray for you see you guys later hey see you later